Welcome back to the Why So Series podcast with the mellow opening. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon. We got Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast and Devin with us today. And we are back for a movie review of uh, the probably the best Valentine's Day film I've seen in a while. Um, the Photographs, starring uh, Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae, uh, directed by Stella Maggie. A series of intertwining love stories set in the past and in the present. That is a terrible, terrible synopsis. synopsis. Um, but that's what <laughs> it says on here. Um, so Brandon, hold on. Before before we go there, like, what what is one of your favorite Valentine's Day movies? Uh, my favorite Valentine's Day movie before this was Happy Death Day. Okay. Really? And Happy Death Day to you. Both of those movies were great. I love it. Wow. You didn't like those movies, Stephanie? I've never seen them. Oh, yeah. They're I've never good. seen they're them either. They, you know those cheesy little horror movies are usually bad? Those were actually good. They both were good. Oh, okay. That's, really, that's good to know. That's good to know. Wow. Uh, um, I was going to say Valentine's Day. That's, that, that's, that was really good. I saw that on Valentine's Day. So that was cool. Stephanie, what but did was, you think about 2009? What'd you say? What'd you think about this film? I really liked it. I I really loved how simple it was. That's why I really liked it. Just like I loved it. It was beautiful. It was all these beautiful black people. The music mm-hmm. was amazing. I I really liked it. It's Devin, what about you? Hey, again, uh, like Steph said, to see black people like shot well, like as far as the lighting and then just to see black people not in, you know, torture porn or just, you know, traumatic experiences and shit like, um, and just see a simple story like, you know, cause we can be in love too. We can, and we can be muse- museum curators and, and writers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like that shit is just beautiful. Um, and, and for me, like I'm at a place, place in my life where like, I'm trying to pursue relationships and, um, it it had me in my feelings a little bit and like it it made me more introspective as watching the movie so like i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. um, and then you know you have to love the city of new orleans if you've ever been in new orleans the way that city is the life of that city comes through in this movie and and um it made me feel like i want to go back to new orleans and i probably i, I, I will pretty soon but um yeah i loved it i, I love the movie and i, I love what it meant to me yeah, I uh, I walked out of this movie and I said, um, yeah, this is this is the type of movies we should be getting, like. Oh, absolutely. Be, this is the type of movies we should be getting, and I know there's this whole thing online with pro Tyler Perry people and anti Tyler Perry people, but the one thing about him is that he his movies are all the same, and they all are. A certain type of way and if for some people that's their thing and a lot mm-hmm. of those people is they grew up with it or they went they saw the plays and they just kind of stuck with it but for a lot of other people it's like you know you could be you Tyler Perry gets great actors in a lot of his movies you can do more mm-hmm. of those actors and actresses and this film mm-hmm. was stripping away all the extra stuff and basically just telling a love story between two people and a, and a love story that, in fact, did not end in a way that was cliche. It ended in a right. way that was real. Like, I'm someone who was in a long-distance relationship. Like, my wife lived in Arizona. I lived in Baltimore before we got married. Mm-hmm. And we ended up dating for a while from a distance, and then I moved to Arizona together. And we got together. We made it work. And people, that I mean, that happens all the time. People make that stuff work. Mm-hmm. And you don't see those stories told in that fashion on here. Unless there's like some big blow up. There usually there's some big blow up or some traumatic mm-hmm. event or something that triggers something. And but somebody one, do some fuck shit. Right, right. This one, it was just like a real discussion. Not, I wouldn't even call it an argument. Just like a real discussion. Like, this is exactly what people in that situation would do. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I felt it to be very, very real. Is, is it a perfect movie? No, it's not a perfect movie, but it doesn't need to be a perfect movie. It was a very enjoyable film that felt authentic. But I will say this because I've been rambling a little bit. It is funny to me because I feel like 
Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae were playing Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae. Because Issa yeah, Rae those, always those plays the, they are. the awkward black right. girl. Like, in everything. She was so awkward at times in this film. And I, it's so funny and good. But it's, I was just like, Issa Rae's playing Issa Rae again. But she was good. She's good at it. And also, she looked, like, incredible. Amazing. Mother. Just. Oh, my God. I love that Issa is... Because I think that's what I heard about the acting. And I was just like... I like the acting because I think we have this weird um, idea of how a black woman should act as if life isn't awkward and for them for a lot of times like sometimes you're just awkward because like I, I don't have the right words I don't know how to how to say this I don't know to, where to put my hands it, it's like that just makes you human and it's like I love it every bit of it every bit of it so um, the basic premise of this film is uh, Michael Lakeith Stanfield's character was doing an expose or a story on um, what was his name? Isaac, who was played by Rob Morgan. No. Who was old Isaac being played by? Uh, yeah, He's Rob an amazing Morgan. actor. Yeah, Rob Morgan. He was being played by Rob Morgan and uh, he was essentially doing a story on him and there was this photograph of uh, this woman who was a photographer, a famous photographer in New York. And he kind of took that photograph and went back and met up with her daughter. And her daughter is May, who's been playing by Issa Rae. And okay, hold on. Stop. I don't want, I don't want, like, so the photographer was taken by a, a famous photographer after. No, you didn't say that, did you? Yes. I apologize. He did. My bad. My bad. I he said he was taken by a famous photographer. So he went back to New York and met up with the photographer's daughter, May, who's Issa Rae. And uh, from first sight, they kind of had a connection and kicked it off, and that kicked off the whole film. So that's essentially the that's the real plot of the film, not the bullshit that was on the IMBD. <laughs> so, Steph, usually in films, they have some type of, and especially in uh, romantic comedies or dramas, they have some type of like thing that instigates the meeting of the two people who are going to be the focus of the drama. What did you think about how they did it in this film using uh, Michael's job as a reporter and this photographer and, and kind of all that together to, for them to meet up? I really thought it was cute and it bar- it gave me like, you know, rom-com vibes. And I was like, yeah, because that's what happens in rom-coms. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm working in. Bam, it just happens. I meet the person that I'm supposed to be with. I'm like, I thought it was super cute. But it also felt organic. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, yeah. situation. Like, you know, like, because you don't even think that, wow, she's a gorgeous, you know, I mean, museum curator. And you're just thinking, like, she just brought me these pictures of this artist, I mean, mm-hmm. of this, a photographer. And then we end up just having that rapport. Mm-hmm. And it kicks off from there. And it, the crazy thing about it, though, I love this shit is because it's so real and it's so black and it and it's so New Orleans. Like, yo, I offered you boiled crabs, bro. You gonna eat this shit? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that shit. Like the little things and the little accent of the blackness in this movie just yeah, just his, made um, it special. Uh, the Issa's grandmother. I mean, Issa's mom had a she had a full on uh, um, New Orleans accent, Louisiana accent, like full on. It yeah, it's really good. I like how they get that because that always takes me out of movies when you go somewhere where you know how people talk and their mm-hmm. accent, their dialect, and, and everybody's just talking like they're from New York or something, just or California, it was just like nothing. I'm just like, you're in like Baton Rouge, Louisiana. People don't sound like that there. Like they don't sound not like they at all. Oh, I like. Uh, oh, good, Devin. What were you gonna say? Like, I just love the fact that like we we went to the 1980s and shit, right? And like, if you think about you think about our parents, Brandon, like our parents are those people. You know what I mean? You know, like it, that shit it resonates with you. You know, like yo, if you knock somebody up, you want to marry that woman. You know what I mean? Like for, for our parents' generation, or like oh, if yeah. you know, like if you really really into a woman you want to marry her like you 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 keep asking her to marry you don't care how many times she says and like well see i wanted to to ask stephanie about that what did you think about how they handled um rachel and uh young isaac's relationship 
in the beginning and and and, and intertwining her mama. Rachel? Isn't that her, uh, isn't her mama's Rachel? name? No, her mom's not Rachel. Christina? Christina, Christina. Christina. Yeah, Christina. <laughs> like, oh, no, Rachel, Rachel was the girlfriend, like uh, Issa Rae's girlfriend. Christina, yeah. Yeah, Rachel and Andy. That's what that's what That Christina. is so funny. I was like, who the, I was like, who the fuck is Rachel? I was, I was like, who the... <laughs> Christina and Isaac when they were young. Um, I like that they were a lot that young, but they were not that old either. Um, I thought it was very cute, but it definitely showed uh the dynamics about young love and that dynamic of being a woman and just coming home to cook a man dinner is not as fulfilling as niggas think it is. <laughs> Especially I mean, if you want you to do more. And it was like, wow. And it was like, I felt that on, it was like, I need something more to, like, it's making you dinner does not satisfy me. And they didn't live together. Like, that man was knocking on the door. So it wasn't like, he, they, this wasn't the rest of her life, but she didn't see that as her life, and I think that is fair. Do I like that she just ran off to New York? No, but Why here's not? the thing. I he, that shit. I wait, that shit. let me finish. Stop cutting me off. <laughs> Thank you. Just getting hyped because you a thought. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I the thing about it is I think she ran off because she knew he wasn't going to just leave. For him, she was enough, and he wasn't enough for her. And that's what you really, really, really see. Mm-hmm. It was she knew that she knew that it wasn't in him to just get up and move. Like it, it was going to be no convincing that she could do to convince him to come to New York. And, and the real shit is, about it is that we not we not even talking about like her passion to do more and to leave home was already in her. And I love the fact she didn't settle. And again, like you see that from the beginning of the film, I wish I loved my life as much as I love my work, you mm-hmm. know? And she knew that was in her, like, to pursue her passion more than her personal life. And her unapologetic way of just following her passion is I don't know. I, I still feel some type of way about Kobe Bryant just not being here anymore. And like, I still haven't really worked through that shit. But just knowing people that have that passion, that burning desire to be the best at what they are, just it makes me feel like a type of way. And like, when I saw that, I was like, you know what? And, and in that time, like, women couldn't really do that. Because again, women in the South definitely have a whole, well, you know, structure. This wasn't that long ago. This was the late 80s. This was in the 80s. Mean, 80s, niggas still was doing that, Brandon. They were, Brandon, but, it, you're, but the way you're speaking is like the 60s. <laughs> like, the 60s. like Oh, was, no, no, like, I don't want to say that, but it's still, in the South, people have an understanding that, boom, if you're not my daughter, nigga, you about to marry her. Like, nigga, like, but again, again, our parents' generation, our parents are in their, in their 50s. Yeah, but our you parents know? grew up in the 70s and in the 60s. And the 60s. Not the late 80s. But again, even if that happened, then you still, again, those their generation, their parents are still there, and guess what you're going to do with your goddamn parents? But here's the thing. When you when I think about East, I'm sorry to cut you off, Kevin. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, East's time frame is my time frame. So right. it's not that much like she's a little bit younger than I am, um, or her character. And I'm like, so that wasn't that far off. She's in her early 30s. So it's not that long ago. I get what you're saying about it, like, you know, it's a different generation, and you know, with her mom saying, like, he can't take care of you. I mean, so she is from the generation from the 50s and 60s and 70s, where it's like if a man can't provide for you, he is not good enough. And her mom just saw him as some nigga on a fishing boat, you know, is you know, it's Bubba Gump shrimp. Right. And um See, I found that part he didn't to be think weird. he could provide it. I and, that, and I was like, I felt like he had a really good job. Yeah, and I'm that's like, what I was gonna say. I felt what that did you think? Weird. You live in the middle of Louisiana. Louisiana. What you, what else like what is he supposed to be doing there? Like there's only so being many Being a jobs doctor, being a lawyer. There. there was some like and that's the other thing about the generations before us. It's like if he's not like an investment banker or a doctor or a lawyer, if he's just some nigga on a boat, it's like he ain't he ain't good enough because it was like romance and finance was entangled. Right. 
So it's like, it's like her mom is like, it, it was like weird, but I understand Christina with the way that she or loved or didn't love May. It's kind of like, it's kind of hard to be that affectionate, loving mother if that's not what you were given. I mean, you can right. do it, but right, it's kind of like, if that's what you were given, right. right. It was kind of like, you could see, I was like, she really didn't have anything to work with because it was it's not like she had like maybe another family member, like a grandmother or aunt to kind of like offset like her mom's like stern, but you know, but not really, you know, nurturing of her. So she didn't have anybody to offset. It was just her mom. So it was like, it was nobody there to teach her how to be a mother. So she can't be a mother. And that's like, that's what hurts. It's like, wow. It's like, we, like parents do so much damage to children and then they pass it on to their children. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, until somebody says, I'm going to break the cycle, it's not going to break. But it probably will break with May, which I love the fact that her name was May. Why? And I was like, yeah, that definitely, Why? that definitely, because that's an 80s thing. It's like, you weren't oh, seeing okay. a lot of like Lakeisha's and Tanya's. And I mean, I know a couple girls like well, Tanya, but it's kind of like, but it's also, yeah, it's also the South. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I love that her name was May. I'm like, I love that down home Southern name because her mama grew up in the 60s. So of course her mama is not naming her something stereotypical that you think would happen in a black film. So that's the other reason why I love this film. I thought also liked how nobody was really like, I guess the best word would be toxic. Like right. when they talk to Isaac, right? Even in that period, like I, part of you is going like Isaac, you can't tell that she wants more than that. But the entire time he was never like, bitch, you going to stay with me? Like, don't you love me? Like he was never that type of dude. And then even when he was older and looking back on retrospect, it was like a grown-ass man thinking, like, you know, I had a decent life, but that was the love of my life, and I should have took that chance. Like, I was too scared. Man, that shit I was hit too, home, though, bro. I was afraid to take the jump, or I wasn't ready, and I should have took that jump. And then even the point where she, when Issa came, and essentially you find out, we're spoilers, but you find out that Issa is Isaac's daughter, she goes, like, I was here, like I saw you, and she was like, "Aren't you mad that like she didn't tell you that I was, I was your daughter?" And he was like, "I was mad I didn't ask." And I was like, "That is some real, real shit. introspective." Yeah, shit. because one, it's kind of like you had to do the time frame. It's like, so how old is she? It's like he didn't even ask because I think he just knew. He knew. He knew. Though. He knew. It's like, but she don't want to be with me. She don't want to live down here, and I'm not moving. So what do I do? Because all I can do is give her this ride to this, this train station. I mean, right, right. Now my theater, the funniest part of my theater was when, <laughs> when she came back down and she was hanging out with an old girl, and she was like, "Uh, see, it's one thing I need to tell you that uh, Isaac got married." <laughs> And she got married to uh, the Ashley girl. The Ashley Ooh, girl. Was like, <laughs> it was like it had it had to be her. Oh no! I was gone like, three months, nigga. I was gone three months, nigga. <laughs> like I was like, well, damn. I mean, like, hey, it, you know she'd be around them docks. You know she'd be around them docks. That's what you know. It's like, woof. That was that was kind of funny. Uh, speaking of funny, uh, Lil Ron Howard is hilarious. Amazing. He is so First good. All, I love him so much. Cost the cost. We saw a whole black family being a black family that wasn't toxic and a loving relationship on on a uh, fucking highly upper middle love. class black family as well. Yes, yes. It's like not struggling, not doing a struggle love. Like literally, like just regular old black people. Got two kids, and they're like, "Look, Netflix saved our marriage. It's a joke, but I think it's that's hilarious." That's funny though. That's I was like, I, "That's the life that I want. I want to be like married and me and my husband watching like shit on Netflix and streaming." I'm like, "Can't be that." Yeah, Laura Howery is great. His delivery he's so is good. Just amazing. So like he's a movie star to me. Like he's a real movie star to me because, like, again, he may get out to me. Um, you know, like as far as like, like he made that shit. Like you know, like because he said the regular black people commentary that we would say in the movie that we would say we say to the movie screen. You know, so mm -hmm. like I, I, I was like, I'm, I, I love it. His wife was Tayana Paris, right? 
I don't know who she is, but she's amazing. She's great. I don't know who she was, but she was good. I think it was Tiana Paris, who I, like, absolutely love. What is she Tiana Paris was on Bill Street. She was in okay. Chirac. She oh, played. she was in Bill Street. Okay, yeah. Dear White People. She's playing Monica Rambeau in the Marvel. Hold shows. on, that's not Monica. No, she's playing Monica Rambeau, not Monica Oh, Rambeau. got you. Got you, got you. Sorry. Yeah, that is Tiana Paris. Yeah, it was Tiana Paris. I love her. Love, love Tiana Paris. Uh, but I love the I love those scenes with her and Laura Howry together. I love the kids because they were acting like kids. Cause that's how telling everybody business. Just tell shit. Just speak. Just talk. And I love Issa's reaction. Like, who is uh, what was it, her old girl's name? Tessa. Who is Tessa? Tessa. <laughs> like, she just said, like, who is Tessa? And Lakeith Stanfield's face was so great. And we haven't really talked about him, but. He He's had, amazing. Yes, can we please talk about him? Can we please talk about Mr. Bedroom Eyes? He is great. Uh, oh, my God. I liked Ugh. him better and Sorry to Bother You, but I also I was going to say that shit like was a a, amazing a, a high, high level film. But yeah. in this film, his subtleness and his... Oh, his he, it's him, like you said. It's, he's playing with key power. And like that's the same nigga that he plays in Atlanta. And like and that's the same thing he played in starting to bother you. Like he's the way he conveys his emotions, you you feel like you understand what he's saying before he says it. You you feel all his emotion before he says his dialogue. And that shit is amazing, yo. The realest part of this film was when he first walked in and saw Issa. And he was just and it was like one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, she's so fine. <laughs> Cause he just was like taken aback by how fine she was, and I was like, "That's so real," because that's exactly what happens when you see someone you think is that fine, like, and you weren't like expecting it. And he kind of just walks back there, and just like, "Excuse me," like he was just kind of at a loss for words. It was very, it was very like real feeling um, in that situation. I also like how Courtney B. Vance just played a side character, but was like, "Oh my god, so good!" Side character, which you don't right. You don't really cool. see Johnny Cochran playing that character too much. <laughs> no, you know what? Angela Bassett's husband. Woo! Come on. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I, I need people to give Courtney B. Vance his things. Because homeboy be eating up the scenery when he in scenes. He be eating. I'm like, well, damn, Courtney. And his character was one of the best characters of not being toxic because he... Uh, he he basically knew, he like knew the whole, the whole time. He knew yeah, the whole time and didn't care. He was just like because he loved his, he loved that woman. He loved that woman. And he he was like, I'm gonna raise my daughter. And he was even introspective to the point was like, if I should have told you, I'm sorry. Like I just didn't. You know, she asked me not to tell you. And That's big shit. I was like that. Is, like that whole film was just a bunch of people acting real, and. Uh, you know, you watch. We get a lot of black films, and you often hear like this idea of like, you know, we need more black films, and we do. But the, some of the black films that we get, they don't take the care. And if we're living in a world where full equality is when black people can make shitty films and keep getting them put on, that's what Tyler Perry does. He makes <laughs> terrible films, and they keep making them for him. So okay. So now, and he also gets really high caliber actors. I'm yeah, like, find somebody who don't act well in a in a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, he just just has terrible writing. And I was about to say, I was about to say, those, those great, great actors, actors look terrible. Yeah. So, but if you but you often hear like we need more black films and black films nominated and getting awards and stuff, right? And I agree with that. And there are films that should be there. But also, there's a lot of films that people will be like, oh, this film is great. And I'm and I'm, I watch it, and I'll just be like, oh, I'm not trying to be anti-black, but um, there's a lot sure, wrong sure. with this film. This film is not a, like an Oscar-winning film. Like, this is not... No, not at all. Film. But this is the type of film that you need to have as the level to shoot above, right? So, like, if you want to make your iconic drama, you got to go, all right, the photograph is the bare minimum that we can make. And then we go from there. And that's how good this film was. And when you want to make that type of type of level film. And it's also good to see a film that, like Devin said in the beginning, that there's no, you know, there's no trauma. There's no, there's not police action or somebody dies or poor people or it's just regular folks. Like middle class, 
black folks doing middle class black folks shit, traveling, going out mm-hmm. to eat, like going to see Kendrick Lamar in London. Going to see, <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I, I like that because I'm a movie guy. Going to see a movie with subtitles, like I was like, oh, when do you see that with black people? And y'all better come. Y'all better come to the Charles Theater because that's where they at, boo. Oh yeah, I, see the <laughs> I love you. The for, uh, I'm just screen. saying, I would love to go see a subtitle film with a boo. Nigga, hit me. Stop being. I ain't your boo, but goddamn, hit me. Let me try this again. I said I want to go with my boo, not somebody else's boo. Right. I'm just kidding, Devin. I'm just kidding. We can go. Up. We can go to a movie. Ain't nothing gonna happen. And the thing about that is that it's it it like. Here's the thing. Stereotypes often are based on some type of fact. Like, even mm-hmm. the ones that we hate the worst, they, they often are based on some sense of truthness and reality. Even the worst ones. And so there is there is this thing where there aren't a bunch of black people going to see those type of movies in real life. They're just not. Because I go and see those movies, and there ain't be no black people in there, no matter where I'm living in the country. So, But part of it is not marketed to those, those people, and part of it is just it's not part of our general stereotypical culture however it's good to see movies that explore subsets of the culture like every movie doesn't have to be mainstream typical stereotypical black culture like there's black people into everything and no matter if the numbers are smaller or not those people exist and so you can give those traits Mm -hmm. to people in a film that's this film absolutely is marketed and would work for a vast majority of black people. However, that doesn't mean all the traits of the characters in those films have to be as such. You can give traits in those movies. Like a museum curator, I bet you there's I bet you there's less than twenty black women under forty museum curators in the country. Probably less than ten, I would bet. Like that's not gonna be something that this is commonplace. But that doesn't mean it can't happen. So why can't that person? be um, a museum curator and I really love that a lot yeah and especially with this coming not too far after Queen and Slim like the dichotomy between those two films are oh get get it girl (laughs) Brandon I'm sorry to derail the conversation can I just tell you somebody put on that Instagram story a part of that sex scene transposed with the protest scene, and I was in my house screaming. I'm like, oh my dear God, this is terrible. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm like, I like the booty shot from Daniel. I was like, y'all didn't tell me this shit was in a car. This makes it even worse. <laughs> y'all fucking in a car? I thought y'all was in a room in a bed. I was like, wait, wait, wait. none of y'all, I, but I did like when Homer cocked her leg up on the back of the chair. I was like, yes, bitch, you gotta put you your leg up. It's a better angle. But what I'm saying is, y'all didn't tell me it was in a car. This makes it worse. <laughs> go home, young man. Just go home. No, what you gonna do? Kill me? What the fuck is going on here? Little nigga, if you don't go home, I, whew, I saw a 45 seconds and I'm like, yep, I'm done. Nope, I'm not seeing this. Nope, not today. No, I I really liked um uh in this film <laughs> I I liked um how how that uh, whole sex scene went down in this film. I did mm-hmm. think that it was kind of like, I got to see like, like, Are we not gonna it? act like the Northeastern never happened, Brandon? Are you gonna act like the Northeast the old Northeastern never happened? You were still in Baltimore at the time. So like you gonna act like that ain't ever happened? What? The Northeastern and all these babies was getting born in, in fucking uh in May? I guess that happened. That Look, I'm saying the lights go out, dick is coming out. It better Whoa! be coming out. It's like say, say it again. Say it again. I'm saying. I'm when the lights go out, what? The dick is coming out. Ooh, it better be. It's like that makes it was so funny. She was like, "He's like, why are you sitting there like you praying?" I was dead. Because I'm praying for willpower. Because that's it, real. I'm that's praying for willpower. I'd be like, "Oh girl, that would have been my prayer." <laughs> Please don't let this dick be whack. That's what it is. That's what I thought. Uh, I don't want no subpar mouth or no like struggle strokes. None. <laughs> Like, no subpar mouth. I'm just saying, whoo, that is just tragic subpar dick. Just a mess. She was going through it uh, right there. 
And then they had to show up at the house, and Lil Ray Howard was like, oh, I know what y'all niggas was doing. <laughs> they grown. They know. It's like, come on. <laughs> He's so fucking funny. He uh, is so good. His timing was everything. And that, that's that's what a black dad, a black married man does. When, when, when a nigga is single, <laughs> he's taking all the shots. All the shots. I also like how they played around with what you thought about people. So, like, when Rachel and uh, Andy were talking, they tried. They made it seem like Rachel was going to be like, oh, she's a stuck-up, light-skinned girl. They don't want to deal with the dude. And then you come back, and she's like, uh, you going out with Andy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I kind of I like the dude. But, but Rachel was so broken and shit from – toxic or fucked up relationships and shit yeah. or just this shit that didn't go right that like you be embarrassed to fucking say that you really like a nigga and shit because niggas been trash for so long in your life you never really want to be like when you like a nigga you never want to give it like the energy that you you want to get it like and andy was like a little younger and andy was like genuine with his feelings like he was like yo i fuck with you like well andy was another different character like look how he was dressed Andy was an intern yeah. at a off like a, a newspaper office wearing high waters and shit. Like, where do you see that without? And he wasn't portrayed as like an urban it's New York type character. It's, it's New York, so I, I, I saw. Uh, I mean, like, when listen, you, the niggas that I that you see typically from New York are like Tim's, fucking like Desus and Mer- and um, Desus and Meryl. That's the stereotype New Yorker. But again, again, this movie is real. Like, and and those people exist in New York City because New York City has a, a eclectic, you know, just like people. They're just eclectic, so you never know what you're really gonna get in New York. So you can do anything in New York, honestly, and get away with it. And being black in New York doesn't make it any different. Like, you still be fucking with trends and you still fuck with vibes and shit like that. So, I mean, I, I fuck with the movie because they showed that. You know, what I mean, like. You know, he's 24, and so he follows trends and shit. You know what I mean? Stephanie, what did you think about the point with how Lakeith handled getting a job in London and them just starting to feel each other and then him moving to London? How do you like how they handled that whole part? So, (laughs) I am probably in a minority. Um, I thought that was weird and somewhat unreal. No, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to keep it in rom-com thoughts. No, no, I'm going to keep it there because I think what, uh, I thought it was fair of Issa's, um, of May to just go, okay, so you kind of just told me? Because it wasn't like he didn't say, hey, I was, I'm going on a job interview. It's probably nothing. Because here's how he built it up. I interviewed for a job in London. I'm probably not going to get it. So, of course, if you hear that, you're going to go, oh, then I don't really have to go. I don't have to. I don't feel like wrong for opening myself up to somebody who's about to leave. And so the way he handled it was terrible. Oh, no. Why? I do. It's like the thing about it is, it's not like she didn't know that you were interviewing for London. So why didn't you just tell her? It's like, just tell her. It was just kind of no, like, so I just want to no, be open. No, I'm not fucking with this because I, I feel what you're saying from a, woman, from a woman's standpoint. But yo, so I know I got this job, right? And I told you, I told you in the storm. But the I way he built it up wasn't like, oh, it's kind of like, I don't want to. He said I interviewed. I'm probably not going to get it. He didn't say that. Shit. He said not going. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get it. He yeah, was, he was he's like I'm himself. probably oh, not going to get it. So that it's kind of like. But when he was I in the office with I his don't boss, think he, he knew he was getting that shit. That when he was in the office with his boss, he knew he was getting that shit. But I don't think they he have did. a discussion about what would happen afterwards if he got the job at that that first time they talked about it. Right. I could have sworn they had a discussion about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, I might need to run And he said, it's probably not what happened. They were sitting in the car, and he was like, she was like, oh. And he was like, listen, I know I'm doing this, but I want to get to know you. And she was like, I want to get to know you, too. Because they had a whole discussion about that. So I don't think he was dismissing it. Because they had, like, a five-minute discussion afterwards about, like, where do you want to go from here? The fuck shit was in, in New Orleans when he didn't tell her. But again... It's not fucking. That's what I'm talking about. But I get what you're saying. But again, men go off vibes. Like, again, you knew, he knew that shit would might fucking destroy the day. So, like, again, he's still older to it and tell her, but he told her in a in a in a point of the day where we had some fun and like we vibing, but we here now. 
So, like, I can't disrespect you on a level where I don't tell you. So he did that. So I, I, I genuinely, like, I probably would have handled it that way. So you can call me a fuck nigga or a fuck boy if you want to. But, again, I probably would have handled it that way other than say, because he still was fucking tripping balls when he pulled up the uh, fucking Isaac house and then he said, come out. What? 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 <laughs> like, so you got you to gotta judge the position. Like, you know, like, it's a lot of shit to take in. And then once you go off that, and then the way Isa, Isa's and fucking uh, Isaac's character, like, just vibe, like, because they knew. They knew. And the shit about it is, they knew. As soon as Isaac saw her at his door, he knew. That's my daughter. I like how he handled that, too. I love yeah. that shit. Yeah, because it was kind of like when he said her, when, he, when she said her name, said of your daughter, he was like, oh, hey. <laughs> it's like, oh, hello. You want some more crabs? That's my nigga, yo. I fuck with Isaac, yo, all day, yo. You do be making them boiled crabs. She's delicious. It's delicious. interesting that Isaac didn't have any children. Like, he had a wife, and it was like, did his wife die? Oh, he didn't have any kids. And well, I was I like, know, we not know if he had kids or not. That's what I'm saying. I was like, it was super weird because when he was looking at the photos, he well, didn't mention, did like, like, May didn't even have a last name. May did have a last name. No, she didn't have it. She did have a last name. She had a last name. What was her yeah. last name? She was just May. No, no. She, she had a last name. She had her old name, last name. It was her father's last name, but it wasn't it wasn't Christina's yeah, last name? Yeah, it wasn't Christina's last name. Oh. But what I'm saying when um what is Lakeith's character's name? Michael. 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 So when he came to like when he was looking at his pictures, he didn't mention anything about children. Like he said, oh, that's a picture of my wife. Oh, and he said, oh, that's a picture of Christina Eames. And it was just like, but he didn't mention anything about children. He had a whole bunch of pictures there. It was like, because, you know, like the nigga, the, I think the nigga was fucked up the minute he saw her in New Orleans the last time. I but it's like he also got married three months after she left. So it's like, wow, this is a time. Like, it's it's like, but like, okay. you see this child. Oh, yeah, you're right, though, because I mean, I don't know what their relationship was, but you know how. Like, this is why I was in my feelings, because, like, you know how, like, you really had that person you feel something for, and, like, like life happens, and circumstance happens, and you never take that chance, and you, or you, or you always have that what-if feeling. Not regret, but what-if feeling, you know, and, as a matter of fact, I just had this shit happen in my fucking Instagram inbox the other day, and this shit was crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, and, like, I thought I was gonna marry that girl. She was everything to me. Um, <laughs> but, um, you just look at it and you're like, damn, what if, what if, and like, that's his life right now. So you, what if, and, and you really never feel for the person you actually with because they always second place. And you, you already knew Ashley was second place from Jump Street. Cause Ashley was out here just fucking trying to shoot her a shot. She James Harden. She was fucking 11 for, for 50. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. But she shot them shots, and the nigga, a nigga was, you know, absent-minded, and nigga, you know, she was gone. So then the nigga was like, you know what? At least she showed me the attention I need, and this person has left me and ain't said shit to me. So guess what? I'm gonna be loved because everybody want to be loved. Everybody want to have somebody, and that's a real thing. So I felt mm -hmm. that from him. You know what I mean? And like, when you in it, you in it. You know what I mean? But again, you drop. The person off, and you know that's your fucking daughter. In your heart of hearts, and your being, being your bones and your bones, you thump that shit. And you like, can I get out the car? And she said, No, I just need you not to get out the car, nigga, because you know you was gonna break down and tell this. This is your daughter. She knew she was gonna do that shit. Mm -hmm. So like, real shit. Like her strength, like Christina's strength in this whole movie is amazing, and. And black women are fucking amazing, and I fucking love black women. They're fucking superheroes all day, every day. But, again, for her to follow the same path her mother followed and not tell niggas she was sick, that shit is, that shit is real. Yes. Because you know the sure, old... It gets passed down. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you, you know old black men ain't never going to the fucking doctor. Them niggas be on their deathbed night saying shit. Like, I tell my daddy every day, you better go to the doctor. Like... Because he's from that generation. Like, I don't fuck with that shit. But, like, again, I understand where it comes from. But, again, 
Like it's a real thing. So like knowing that's a real thing, you gotta fucking say some shit. And and these niggas have so prideful. Oh, oh, generation before us is so prideful, and and what they wanted niggas to believe about them, that they did shit like this. Like, oh, I'm sick, but I don't want a nigga to know I'm sick because I don't want a nigga to feel bad for me. I don't want a nigga to feel like no weakness for me. I don't want no nigga to do extra shit for me because I'm sick. And that's a no. real thing. I don't. I don't. When it comes to Christina, I don't even know if it was that deep, quite frankly. You know, but again, like again, what what Courtney Van said, she didn't know how to be a mother, so she tried to show you an uh, example of a strong woman. That's real. That's real shit. What I'm saying is, I think when it comes to her just not telling anybody, I think it was more because she just closed her own self off to everybody. I, I can I can give it down. I can. I can so I can, it's got, I, that's I, why I'm I, saying I don't think it's yeah. like as deep as that. It's more of. Even with the issues with her mom, it's like she didn't even like she wasn't even open up to her mother on how she felt about Isaac. She just kind of let her mother say whatever she wanted. But again, like, even her, her own, and even and even her own mother didn't tell her that she was sick. So it's kind of like you you do what you know. Her mother didn't tell her that she was sick. Her mother just died. She'd only been gone three months and her mom died. So how long was she sick? So I think that's other reason why she was like, maybe you should live by herself. Because she knew she was sick. She didn't want her taking care of her. Yeah, it was like, her, Christina did the same thing. It was like, because when May was talking about how I moved to Chicago and she didn't even come to the airport to see me off because she didn't love me. And it was like, no, it wasn't that. She's just really, she's not good with goodbye. Some people just right. can't do that. They're like, if I'm just not there, it's like, I, I don't have to say goodbye to you. It was very interesting because if you notice, May doesn't call her mom. He calls her Christine. Like, the yeah, Christina. time she was Christina, she wasn't mom or mommy or whatever. She was Christina. She probably didn't have that relationship with her. No, she said she didn't have that relationship with her. Yeah, she, she was saying my she mother, she but she no didn't call her she, ma. Yeah, she didn't call she, And then, like, again, Issa felt some type of way. My mate. My mate. Like, she called me my mate. But, like, because she felt that shit, but she could never express that shit because of her mother. And, or, 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 you know, these demons of the past and shit. That shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's a real thing. We, I mean, I hope people get from this shit that they can see in their own relationship with their parents. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot going on. Um, Stephanie, anything else you got about this film we didn't talk about? Um, did we talk about how good the music was? Oh yeah, the music. Was beautiful. My wife actually listened to the soundtrack today when she was cooking. Yep, it's on title and it's on Spotify. I'm like, ooh, because it's a I'm song. Because in the sex scene, I think that's the Erica Badu song. Mm-hmm. Look, like, so oh. in my personal life, I have a woman oh, that I, okay. I call A.B. Her first name is whatever. It starts with A. And then, like, I, I just gave her the last name Badu, right? But what I'm telling you is I'm scared to even pursue something with this woman because I don't want to sleep with this woman because I ain't trying to be out here, like, fucking common, Andre 3000, Jay Electronica. I ain't trying to be out here knitting hats and spitting haikus and wearing fucking, you know, crochet pants and shit. I ain't going to do that shit. But again, that Erica Badu energy is real. It's a real thing. Yeah. Definitely. Her and her pussy candle. Oof. I'm like, y'all gonna oh, get that pussy candle. Yeah, <laughs> Again, she got the whole world thinking about, I'm trying to smell, but that pussy smell like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, that's crazy. Um, that's powerful. That's what I'm saying. That's powerful. But um, I think um, that, you know, everybody should go see this movie just, just for the simple fact that if you're black, it's Black History Month. I just love that it came out in Black History Month. We got to see black, beautiful blackness. We got to see blackness of, of variety that we don't see on the screen. And we got to see a beautiful black family. We got to see in the middle class. Nigga said, bro, bro, take my car to drop her off and then come back. Nigga, like, that's crazy. We got to see black love that, that, that can still maintain a long distance relationship because the connection is that real. Um, it's it's so much more like this shit is so introspective for me as far as like just being single and, and out in this world like in you can you can have conversations with people because this film is literally a conversation of adults saying they want to be together but going about it the right way and we never see that in, in this instagram culture we always want to be so toxic and we always want to bash a motherfucker but again we never see the triumph. We never see the the success stories of people doing long distance relationships or people really fucking giving a fuck about each other and, and pursuing a relationship. 
Um, and it and it gave me a lot of pause to say like maybe I should be pursuing these things that I don't pursue because I'm scared, you know, because mm. the the fear is real, you know. Like I, again, Isaac's fear was real, and he knew, he knew the whole time that Christine wanted to be more, and he knew if I didn't lock her down, she was gonna go and be great. And that's a real thing he faced and he accepted. But guess what? He supported her every step of the fucking way. And a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people can't look at somebody and be like, I know your greatness. I want you to be great. And I'm going to support your greatness. And when you leave, yes, I'm going to have a reservation, but I want you to be great. I want you to follow your dreams. And that's real shit. Because a lot of people don't know that kind of love because that's a part of love that people don't talk about. Is that... Yeah, so it's kind of like you can love somebody enough to just go, I know the truth, I I want you here, but I know that I am not enough. And that's like a gut punch to anybody when you your partner is enough for you, but you're not enough for your partner. And it's like you have to love them enough to go, I'm not enough for her. Yo, she got to do what personal, she want to do. In my personal life, I love a motherfucker that loves me, but I know the motherfucker she wants to marry is not me. So I literally had to let that motherfucker go. And that shit is real. And we still friends. And I live with that shit every day. You know what I mean? Like somebody that I know loves me, I will never be enough for them. And that's yeah. a real fucking thing. You know what I mean? So like to be adult, like, like I know our friendship matters more than anything to me. But again, I die a little bit inside knowing that nigga ain't me. I'm better than that nigga. You know, or like, or like I would be, be better for that nigga than her. You know what I mean? So, like, that shit real. So, like, again, but I want her to, to live her life and to explore everything she wants to explore and be happy. Because if, if she's not happy with me, why the fuck would I want to keep her? I'm not. Because I love her gen- genuinely. When you love somebody unconditionally, you just want what's best for that person. And that's real. Right. Right. All right, yeah. The only thing I'll say is another, I thought it was funny when uh, she laughed at all them rich white people when she got that photography job. <clears throat> that was funny. That shit was great. And then also, let's, let's be real. We, we we didn't even talk about this shit. The Drake and Kendrick conversation is so fucking real. Because Drake is, like, Drake is a fucking voice of a generation. Is he? Fuck you. Yes, I'm, I'm he in is. A, he is. That's not is a good he? thing. It's not a good thing, but it's true. It's a fucking real thing. I, Stephanie, I'm... So if I'm you say, if, if someone's a voice of generation, it, it no... No,ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケンジ、ケ
Uh, just because it's a wrong comment, I really don't like that. Fuck with them. Like that, but, but yeah, it's good. It's really good. I I love being black, and I love seeing this in Black History Month. And happy Black History Month, guys. Yeah, this is a eight out of ten to me, and um, I really enjoyed it a lot. And uh, you should definitely go see it. Be- before we get out of here, Stephanie, listen to this. This has nothing to do with what we just talked about, but I think it's funny. <laughs> okay. There's a concert coming up in May. Okay. Is this the Mike Jones concert? What do you mean the Mike Jones concert? Apparently, there's some festival coming up, and Mike Jones is going to be there. Yes, but go ahead. Yeah, this is that. Do you know who else is at this concert? Who? Lauren Hill. Oh! Usher, <laughs> Ludacris, Lil John. You say Usher? Yes, Usher. Oh! Ludacris, Lil John, TLC, Janae Aiko, Megan Thee Stallion. Oh shit! This is this is so this is crazy. Nelly, Sean Paul, like well, this is all over the place. T Pain, Brandy, Monica, Ja Rule, and Fat Joe. Ja Rule is murder. SWV, oh, SWV, Lil Kim, Foxy Brown, Genuine, Drew Hill. Woo! Next, Tell me what you want. One Twelve, Mario, Twister, Eve, Trina, Tweet. This is crazy. A. Marie, Mace Cameron, <laughs> Mike Jones, Montel Jordan, John B. Yo, John B. got hits. Where is this supposed to be? This is what L.A. What the uh, fuck is that? Oh. Who is that marketed to? <laughs> yo, yo, everybody in L.A. Apparently, I'm getting, I'm getting money. This is what happened because everybody's going that shit. Everybody. Well, better use Devin's buddy pass so you can get there. Brandon, know he got that all day. <laughs> so, I, I just had to get that in because I looked at that lineup and I said, "That is That's that crazy. is so far across the spectrum of black about, artists." Before we get off this shit, what y'all think about the new freak thing? Uh, it's happening, you know, June June nineteenth. Uh, I, I, I told this boy I was sleepy. I, sir, can I come back on another yeah, show? We talk about So yeah, go check out the Mocha Minutes podcast. Stephanie, who do you have on this week? So this week, um, I had on Carolyn and Courtney from the C-Dub show. They were my um, special guests. The episode will be out tomorrow, and it is dedicated to the memory of Trillificent from the Flawless Noises Media Podcast Network. Sorry for your loss, Steph, because I know that he was he was definitely special to you. I, I yeah. definitely. So yeah. go check that out and um, follow Stephanie on social medias. And subscribe to the Welcome Minutes podcast, and we'll have Stephanie on soon for either another episode or another movie review, but it won't be too long like last time. And yeah, buddy. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back soon. Talk to you later.